Welcome to the Moments of Grace podcast. This is your host, Colleen Robison, founder of Purposely Thriving. I'm a personal trainer, certified yoga instructor, and wellness coach. Join me as we discuss real life and the opportunities to discover grace for ourselves as we journey to wellness. Welcome to episode two. I'm so glad that you're here today. We are diving right into an issue that I am super uncomfortable talking about, and that is body image. And the reason why I'm uncomfortable talking about it is that because I have struggled and I continue to struggle with what I see in the mirror and what I present to the world. And I know that I'm not alone. I know that there are hundreds of thousands of millions of people that have the same struggle. We wake up in the morning, we get ready, we take a peek in the mirror and we say, well, this is as good as it's going to get. And we walk out the door and we continue on our day. But we all struggle in one way, shape or form with body image and fitness culture, the fitness industry, wellness industry is going to make sure that that continues because there's always something that you need to be reaching for. There's always something that you need to be changing about yourself. I remember a few years ago when thigh gap was a big thing. If you were a female and you did not have a gap between your thighs when you stood up tall, then there was something wrong with you. And I remember hearing that and thinking, uh, when I was three years old, I didn't have a thigh gap. You know, I was not created with a gap between my thighs. It was never going to be my path to have that. If I had jumped on the thigh gap train, I would have continued to fail again and again and again because I was reaching for something that wasn't physically possible. I remember watching this video of this gal who was getting married and she documented the whole thing. She had gotten this gorgeous name brand wedding gown. And of course, as many do, they she ordered it a size down um, because she was going to lose weight for her wedding. She had lost some weight, um, but not enough to fit in the dress. And so then she goes on this, you know, three month journey of trying to get this weight off to fit in this dress makes herself absolutely miserable. And finally, you know, when she can take a step back and reason, realizes the dress is never going to fit her because she cannot change the size of her rib cage anatomically is not going to fit her unless she removes a rib from her body. And I remember watching this show and thinking, I'm so glad you finally figured that out. I can't believe it took you so long to figure that out. (laughs) You know, sitting back watching from the, from the comfort of my own home as I'm, you know, snacking on whatever kind of snack I want to snack on. 
but she goes out and she buys a different dress that she loves and she's able to enjoy the rest of the wedding process because now she's not driving herself absolutely crazy trying to fit into a dress that she never could be able to, never would be able to no matter what she did. And we we get these messages over and over again that you need to change this and you need to do that and you need to jump on this trend and why aren't you doing that? And you're missing out if you can't do this with your eyebrows or, you know, grow five more inches in your life because that's the only way that you're going to look good in this current fashion trend. And so we're always going to be struggling to look in the mirror at what we see and feel good about it if we're constantly trying to keep up with industry trends. But they don't make it easy for us. They definitely don't. You can be tall. You can be short. You could be lean. You could be curvy. You could be young. You could be old. And there's always something in the world that is going to kind of speak down to you or to yell at you or point its finger at you that you're doing it wrong and you can't be happy until you do it right. It's just not true. Uh, It's just not the truth that we know and we love. Um, God did not create us to have a thigh gap. He didn't create us to be able to jump onto the, what is it called? Crop top trend. (laughs) Like, what happens to the bottom five inches of our shirts? I just don't know. I I like the bottom five inches of my shirt. Nobody consulted me when they changed what you can find in the stores. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we are all created individually. And if we try to continue to be on trend in every aspect of our life, especially our wellness journey, we're always going to feel like we're lacking. And that's, you know... That is going to play into this idea of what body image is to us. I went through a period, (laughs) I feel like I've gone through a long period. Uh, It started when I was mm, 12 or 13. I had my first dust up with acne. Um, First time my face was breaking out. I was having struggles, hormones, puberty, all of that. And my face just would not cooperate. And so, you know, my mom and dad, they did the best they could. We went to the dermatologist. We did medication, ointments, creams, all of it. And for a little bit, for a little while, it got better. And then in college, I had another flare up. I got back on the medication. It got a little bit better. After the first time I broke up uh, with my very first boyfriend, it came back and it continued for years. Um, adult ac- acne, adult acne is a thing, you guys, and it really stinks. However, I learned a valuable lesson during that time. Uh, my face was broken out so much that I couldn't wear makeup. It was too painful. And I was starting a new career. I was going back to school for my to be a personal trainer. And I was in the gym all the time, working out, sweating. I could not bring myself to put makeup on my painful face, to then sweat it off, to then have to reply it, reapply it again. And so in that process of becoming a personal trainer, I stopped wearing makeup at the gym. 
it just was too much. It was too painful. I always joke and say the Lord taught me a lot of humility during that time, but what he also gave me was a lot of freedom. Now, did I still struggle with um, knowing that my face was broken out and having to be in front of people? Absolutely. I am, you know, I'm human. It is a struggle to know that there's a flaw glaringly bright on your face that everyone can see, but it didn't make a difference to anybody. I was the only one that thought about it. And if you go through your interactions with people and you say, you know, you're right. I saw this gal with a huge zit on her face. And after I saw it, that's the last time I thought about it. I didn't think anything negative about her uh, or him. I didn't think, wow, he does not have his life together. Wow, can't she wash her face from time to time? Man, she really is struggling. Like those thoughts never go through my mind when I see somebody with a pimple. A lot of times it will say, I understand what you're going through and I feel sorry um, that you're going through it because I've been in it myself. But that's empathy, you guys. That's not feeling bad or pitying somebody because of the state of their skin. And so, you know, as I was going through school to become a personal trainer and dealing with this massive flare up on my face, I also was diving in deep to this fitness industry, what your body should look like, use your body as a business card kind of mentality. And I remember, uh, you know, I was in probably the best shape of my life and I went to a conference with my instructor and it was a, a day or a two day conference up near Dallas, Texas. And I remember walking in, being really confident, taking a look around and feeling my confidence just drop. Because while I was in some of the best shape that I had ever been in, I wasn't in as good a shape as some of these people. I wasn't a gym rat. I wasn't lifting heavy. I wasn't running marathons. I wasn't wearing the trendy clothes from the expensive stores. And I went through the conference and I got a lot of good information out of it and I enjoyed my time. But I remember coming back and the first day back, my instructor sits me down and he says, how'd you like the conference? And I said, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can be a trainer. And he was, he, and he like looked at me questioningly and he said, why? And I said, I don't look like anybody else. I don't have the body of any of these other trainers that I saw. I'm not ripped with the muscles. I'm not stick thin. I'm not tan. I don't have perfect hair. I don't do my nails. Don't look like any of these other trainers. And not to toot my own horn here, you guys, but at this point, I was number one in the class. I had the best grades. I was top of my class. And, you know, I was the nerd that raised my hand to ask more questions. I was the one that everybody wanted to sit next to when we took our test. I was that girl. I was the one that were like, Colleen, would you please stop asking questions so we can just get through class? Uh, you know, jokingly, I would be the one uh, that would remind him that we have a test that day or that we have homework due or, you know, whatever. I was just so excited. I was so joy filled to be doing what I was doing and that I, I completely geeked out over it. 
um, and I was top of the class. And I remember he was sitting there staring at me, and I said, when I said, I don't think I can do this, I don't look like anybody else. And he he turned to me and he said, you don't want to work with anybody that judges you based on the way that you look. How true is that? How much grace is in that, that we can look in the mirror and say, this is me, this is who I am, and it is good. Not good enough, but good. Because I value who I am and what I have to give. God values who I am and what I have to give. And the package doesn't really matter because nobody else is paying attention. You know, nobody's noticing what you wear. Nobody's noticing that your hair was a little bit wonky that day. And if they are, you don't want to work with them because that says a lot more about them than it does you. And so, you know, I, I had that experience with my instructor. Things started to move a little bit better confidence kind of started to be gained. I started wearing makeup again as my face healed. I was in the best shape of my life. And then we went through two years of madness. And a lot of people gained weight during those two years of COVID. A lot of people lost weight. A lot of people got in really great shape. And a lot of people gained weight. Being somebody who is in the fitness industry, who may not be in the best shape of their life anymore, but is still, you know, able to do and be and keep up, it's still challenging. It's still challenging to know that you weren't where you were, that you are not where you were before, and that you have challenge in front of you. But I recently have been teaching a class at the gym that I work out of for um, a group of gals that are just amazing. They're just amazing. And they range in age from their 20s to their 70s. And the, the class is on the fitness track. And we spend about 45 minutes walking the track and doing exercises. And I remember not too long ago, I was doing this exercise with them you know, gorgeous, gorgeous women who are taking ownership of their fitness journey, of their wellness journey, finding purpose in where they are now, in what stage of life that they are in now, um, of what God has called them to now, and then just gorgeous women. And we are on the track, we've walked a few laps, and we're doing this exercise where you have to move really fast. Like it's called quick feet. So if you have ever seen any football practice ever in your entire life, you've seen, seen quick feet. You stand in place and you just kind of like run in place, but your feet move really um, not very high off the ground, but you're moving fast and things jiggle. Okay. <laughs> I don't care if you are tall short, thin, round, male, female, young, old, things are going to jiggle when you do quick feet if you're doing it right. And 
I remember doing it with them and inside just cringing because I was jiggling and I didn't want anybody to see or to know because I was supposed to be the professional that was in really good shape, that had zero flaws. And yet here I was in front of a group of women that had trusted me with their fitness journey in this class. And I was up at the front jiggling and I almost stopped. I almost stopped and was like, okay, y'all keep going. But I kept going because I heard one of the women say, I'm jiggling. She said it loud. She said it proud. She she laughed and she said, I'm jiggling so much. Everything is jiggling. Even my jowls are jiggling. And it was like this sigh of relief went through the class because everybody started laughing. Everybody started saying, me too. I'm jiggling. Everything jiggles. This is terrible. Why are you making us do this? Everything jiggles. And it's putting words to truth. It's it's getting the fear out of this idea that what we present to the world has to be perfect because nine times out of 10, everybody else is dealing with it too. I was afraid because my body was jiggling and all the women in my class were jiggling too. And there wasn't any fear once my one gal said something. Once she spoke truth into the group, everybody could could find humor and joy and laughter. And it makes me remember um, I did this I went to this museum exhibit years ago and it was, uh, let me think, it was a Japanese art and you're walking through the exhibit and you're looking at these gorgeous pieces of pottery and they're lined with gold and they're designed and they're just beautiful and you're just, wow, look at the artistry, look at the um, beauty of what somebody had created And I get to the end of the exhibit and I finally clue in and read, (laughs) read the plaque. I'm not just looking at the pretty shiny things, but I look at the plaque and it says that it is, I'm going to butcher this name. I'm so sorry. Um, Kintsugi, K-I-N-T-S-U-G-I. And what Kintsugi is, is it's a Japanese art of repairing broken pottery by mending the areas of breakage with gold, silver, or platinum. As a philosophy, it treats breakage and repair as part of the history of an object rather than something to disguise. And so what I was looking at that was beautiful and filled with precious metal was somebody's cereal bowl. A hundred years ago when it was in use, a kid could have put their Fruit Loops and milk in and eaten their cereal before they went off to school in this beautiful piece of art that was filled with precious metal. And they had taken something ordinary that had been broken, that had been just destroyed into pieces, and they'd made it extraordinary. They'd laced it with precious metal, and they weren't thinking, I need expensive art in my home. They were thinking, this piece of pottery is still useful, and I can make it even better. 
I can make it even stronger. I can make somebody find value in something that was ordinary simply by fixing it, simply by taking the broken pieces and putting them back together. We can look in the mirror and say, this is as good as it's going to get. Or we can look in the mirror and say, this is good. And I'm just doing better and better every day. As I take my baby steps on my fitness and wellness journey, as I find grace for myself in every moment that I engage in, it's just going to get better. And the more that I see the shining bits that are mending back together, the more the world will see them as well. And I'm not even going to care at that point what they think because that's not what it's all about. Nobody's paying attention. You're living your life for you. You're living your life for the Lord and what he has purposed you to do on this earth while you have the time. And I, you know, I might have gotten a little bit lost in this podcast, but body image is something that we all tend to struggle with, whether we think we're too thin or we're too round or we're not tall enough or our skin isn't perfect or our hair won't lay flat or it won't curl correctly, young or old, tall or short, thin or round. We all have these issues that we deal with, but the more that we speak truth into it, the better off we're going to be. I made a pit stop at a um, restaurant not too long ago, and I asked this gal if what they had on their menu that was new was any good. I said, have you tried it? Is it any good? And she goes, no, you know, it's good, but it gives me heartburn. And she places her hands on her belly, and she said, the doctor says, because I gain weight in my belly, and she just slaps her belly, I get heartburn more easily. And, I, you know, she laughed and I laughed and there was no judgment. There was no me thinking less of her because she gains weight in her belly. It, it, it's just It just wasn't part of the thought process. It wasn't part of the conversation. But she had owned um, the truth that, yeah, when she gains weight, she gains it in her belly. And there's nothing that she can do to stop that. But she can always move forward. But when she's going to gain weight, it's going to be in her belly. And now she knows. And it just takes the the power out of these fears that we have. We're going to jiggle. <laughs> we, are, we are going to jiggle sometimes. And it's going to be uncomfortable, but it can also be filled with joy. And I hope today that whatever you do, whatever step you take today, whatever baby step that you are working on to reach your fitness goals, to reach your wellness goals, to journey on, fulfilling the purpose that God has for you today that maybe when you jiggle you can laugh a little because it's really not that big of a deal thank you so much for joining me today love and hugs thank you so much for joining me today I hope that you found inspiration and courage to take that next step any questions or if you'd like to learn about a specific subject please email Colleen at PurposelyThriving.com. Information about classes and our monthly webinars can be found at www.PurposelyThriving.com. Love and hugs and God bless. This information is not to be taken as medical advice. Colleen is not a medical professional. 
please consult your physician before embarking on a new fitness or wellness plan.